This is Space Waffles, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome to Space Waffles. I am your host, Arzu, and with me is fellow Waffle Candace. Hey! Fellow Waffle Hope. What's up, everyone? And Waffle contributor, Norhal. Hello there! Okay, so today we are talking about something very special. So, well, it's always very special, but... So this week marks the anniversary of the release of the infamous Star Wars holiday special, the 1978 um, <laughs> TV special, although I guess also the Lego holiday special, but that's not what we're talking about. We are talking about the 1978 holiday special, which up until this morning, I had never seen before. <laughs> the one Star Wars thing I've seen that Arzu hadn't. Yeah, so people were surprised that I hadn't seen it before, but it was just kind of one of those things where it just never really happened for me. So I finally did see it and I'm excited to actually talk about it because... What was your reaction? That's what I want to know. Yeah. The thing is, I had seen clips of it and I sort of knew like what the overall vibe of it was. You were able to prepare yourself, unlike me. I was prepared. Like I went in not, you know, like somewhat prepared. And I don't know, it was like a cozy nostalgic like holiday special vibe i mean it had moments but candace i can tell you're itching to tell your story so yeah but here is my trauma okay so nine-year-old candace sees star wars for the first time and is like yes this is this is my thing obsessively buys every piece of merch and book well she doesn't buy it because i was nine okay so anyway i get all the merch i can for christmas birthdays whatever chore money everything So I found out about this legendary holiday special and it has Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, and Han Solo in it. I was like, yes, please, more of them because they are my favorite. Find it on eBay because this is before YouTube or like, it definitely wasn't on Napster or LimeWire or anything. So I have never heard Napster forever. Oh my God. (laughs) Was Napster around then? Yeah, like in the early 2000s. Oh, wow. my God. I just realized how old I was. Oh. I know. <coughs> oh. Yeah, so this was around the early 2000s. I give my okay. mother money that I ha- get from tours, allowances, and just doing things around. To go on eBay and bid on this VHS copy of the holiday special. Because wow. I'm just, I'm like, I need this. I get it. I put it in. And I realize cinema is not always good. Oh, I realize uh, Star Wars is not always good. Um, Luke Skywalker looks like a plastic wax <laughs> figure, and I have no idea why. Princess Leia is in it for a minute, and Han Solo just doesn't want to be there. That's the best part. That's the best okay. part. He's like, he doesn't want to be there, but my God, is he giving it his all? No, he's like Robert Carlyle in the fourth season of Once Upon a Time where he's like, I'm in bleeping frozen and I want to die. He was like, I wish I was somewhere else. He is being over the top and unnatural, but I'm like, you know what? This could have been worse. You could have just done a flat delivery and left it at that, but he swoops in and saves Lumpy from the stormtrooper and he's like, he kills this emoting yeah. and i'm like okay it's like you're all my family oh no yeah norma what was your first exposure to the holiday special i'm curious actually yesterday 
Wow. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've, I've been a fan for six years. Uh, and the thing is that I've heard, like, like Arsu, that, oh, the, the reputation of this show. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll watch it later. But then I said, yeah, let's, let's check it out. And yeah, my reaction was like, what is this? Like, okay. <laughs> but I, I kept laughing the whole time. Like, okay, all the, yeah, I, like, like Candace said. Can, can you, do you guys know how much the budget was for this? I'm just curious. Not much. $10. <laughs> okay, so the holiday special had a budget of $1 million, which in today's money would be about $4 million, which I don't wow. get because it's a bunch of recy recycled footage. I know. Okay, but they had to furnish um, Chewie's family home with Space Ikea. Also, they um, had to paint. They had to paint the scenery of his home. Yeah, the Kashyyyk so, house, treehouse. I mean, but... there's a lot of sets. I mean, there, there really are. There are a lot of a lot of very decorated sets. Like, yeah, I'm actually really surprised it was only like one million. I mean, you know, I mean, I knew it was low, but still, like, those are a lot of sets. Like some of the stuff, like Luke loading up his X-wing or. Whatever, like, yeah, I'm sure they could just repurpose whatever they had left over from the 77 movie. But things like the treehouse on Kashyyyk or the cantina, even, like, just to do all that creature makeup, like, that's... Okay, yeah. but... That's a lot of... All the characters in the bar were the ones that were in A New Hope. Oh, can I tell you a but story about like, one of them? No, but they have to put the makeup on people. They have to spend the time. They have to pay the extras. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a Do lot they? Of okay. Arzu. Yeah. And like, Let's like talk the... about that. Let's talk about how much care and devotion went into that. <gasps> so they kept for, you know, some of these things are very detailed, right? These creatures. Yeah. Um, they kept forgetting to put oxygen into the mask. So characters were falling <laughs> left and right yeah. throughout the cantina scene. Yeah, I, didn't I, say that. I, I just that. said paycheck. <laughs> yeah, they they look funny. Like okay, There's because they weren't them. getting oxygen, they could not breathe. Oh my god! They were all about to pass <laughs> out while dancing. All the with practical D. effects went into the volcano head. We all know yeah. this. <laughs> oh dear! Oh my god! Can can we talk about that scene in the I cantina? It's so oh, great. Yeah. B. Arthur is amazing. Yeah, Akmina singing. I've had like... that song in my head for the past 20 years. If you're a friend, friend, see. <laughs> I don't want to hear you on a deep B. level. Arthur slander on this podcast. She is amazing in that scene. And she looks gorgeous. Her hair is fantastic. Her dress oh, is God. amazing. Yeah, the choker with it. Oh, and she just chews the scene. It's so good. And for oh, some okay. reason, they're broadcasting this cantina being shut down by the Empire, and little Lumpy is watching it. <laughs> okay, not that we're here to nitpick for like plot holes, but this is what I don't understand: is they're like, you know, this is a mandatory viewing for Imperial officials, like to see sort of the scum and villainy in the galaxy. I'm like, cool propaganda. And then they're like showing the streets of Tatooine. I'm like, totally with you. Then the lady starts going, the Empire's shutting us down. Let's do one last number. I'm like, why is the camera still rolling? <laughs> this is not <laughs> yes. a good look. No. It doesn't make sense. Like, come on. <laughs> That's why it's fun. <laughs> Carrie Fisher said George Lucas gave her a copy of this special right. for recording the DVD commentary of A New Hope. 
and she played this yes. special at the yeah. end of parties to make them leave like or guests to leave get out guys sorry carrie fisher i would have stuck uh, around <laughs> yeah like yeah this is good i would have curled up with gary and just like watched it with her and been like ah, yeah let's do it yeah okay and commentary so before, and such so i have a i have a question for you all before we talk about the Boba Fett cartoon because that cartoon is available on its own on Disney Plus and we did like a whole Space Waffles episode on it I will link it below but my question now is do you think there is a place for this special as a whole on Disney Plus I have a follow-up to this but that's my first question oh yeah yeah I absolutely do because I think I think it's one of those things that we all sort of love it because it's sort of like the room like the movie the room yeah it's so bonkers uh-huh. crazy that we all love it and i because i i'm i'm here because i very much unironically love the special um and i would love to be able to access it so easily actually the version i watched was really interesting because the first time i ever watched it was for our very first commentary at jay guys and jedi and it was my first exposure i i, I had a live co- like reaction to it so at first it was just me just going Chris, what is happening? <laughs> but my version was really cool because it still had the commercials. So we got to watch all the 70s. Oh, yeah, and it's the so cool. And, like, see the toy, the toy commercials and like, for, like get, your, get your random space thing this Christmas. Like it was so cool. And I would love to have it on Disney Plus because we could then have like group watch parties and all just free. It's it's like watching The Room or like the new Cats movie. It's yes. a movie that you sit down with friends drinking just to laugh at. I agree. And for example, this morning I was thinking, uh, okay, we know that it's not part of the canon, but I was thinking, what if it was this drunk uh dream of we while he was in <laughs> canon running from the empire or something i mean i would love Should to try to explain all this to han and han's like slow down slow down <laughs> buddy jefferson yeah. starship back it up <laughs> jefferson starship something okay my follow-up question then if let's say that this life day they put it on disney plus do you think all of the Shriwa conversations should be subtitled in English? No. No, no, no. I, I, I never had a problem with it. And maybe it's just because I grew up watching Pokemon. So I grew up loving a show where you have these sentient kind of creatures never saying words. And so, but they could still express emotion. And like, I never had a problem with any of that. I, I, I actually, I really love it. I, it was kind of crazy and bold in a weird, crazy, bold way. Like, oh, because absolutely crazy of them to like put a 10 minute sequence of, of these creatures communicating without exactly. speaking. Exactly. Mala's great, man. I that that Wookiee, I love her. I'm pretty sure the reason they don't have dialogue is because the screenwriters were on drugs. I know. Well, I mean, high, yes, right? but but the thing is, they still managed to convey an entire story. Mm-hmm. I know. Talking. I mean, yeah. it's very different from like, say, um, oh, what's, like, like a silent movie. You know, a lot silent of times silent have title cards. Not all the time, though. Some were just action and just watching the action right. and the music and like just people like, acting out and pantomiming, and they were, you could see that they were talking. But sometimes it was just them acting out with no dialogue, like no title cards or anything. The Wookiee noises kept waking up my dog. Well, I think Bucky will live. <laughs> I think he'll be okay. Yeah, well, one thing I was doing while I, while I noticed that while watching is that I was... I'm sorry, Candace, inventing... that was mean. 
I was making up dialogues. You make yeah, up dialogues for well, because you can kind of follow along with like what they're saying anyway, at least the general gist of it. I like, guess the, like the thing is, then that opens a can of worms. Like, do we add like um oh gosh for the movie? There's a character that Dee Bradley Baker plays um, in Clone Wars that has just like kind of grunty dialogue, and I'm trying. It's just on the tip of my tongue, and I can't think of it. Um, but no, Chopper. Chopper is the character I'm thinking of. I'm sorry, Dee D- Bradley Baker. Like they actually wrote dialogue for Chopper for Dave Filoni to perform, oh. but it's never translated. Um, same thing with like characters. Yeah, saying, though. You know, we we've never needed subtitles for Chewbacca ever. But the thing is, when it's just Chewbacca, there are people talking, interacting, interacting. Yeah, it's so like that we uh, can follow, like very clearly. Like again, we didn't have a problem. It was pretty clear that like because just enough English speaking was thrown in that you can be like, okay, they're waiting for this, and like through context, you know that this is what they want. But that's my thing. Is like, like, would it sustain an audience now? Ten minutes of uninterrupted true book. Yeah, it's like yeah. the eight in the Last Jedi saying. I have a bad, bad feeling about this. You you understand it was what he said. You know, but. It, it's kind of funny because when we were going through Resistance, there is one weird episode. Um, it was Breakout, um, where for it's the only episode in the entire both seasons where they actually translated translated a CB23's droid dialogue. And it was weird like to be able to see what she was actually saying. And it really just struck me as odd. So like, I... I no. <laughs> I am not here for that translation. Yeah. You have to do like people like Imbo and, you know, all these characters that don't talk in basic. I just realized Imbo doesn't speak in basic. No, mm. uh, though his... His uh, uh, his dialogue is actually an off version of French, um, so it's them saying really bad French in a, in a bad way, <laughs> purposely. Um, and uh, Dave Filoni wrote out the the French dialogue, <laughs> oh, and then boy. try and fail to say it. Now I want to see that written down. Oh. Okay, so let's talk about the Boba Fett cartoon because I think that's one of the. Yes. More yes. Highlights. So Candace and I have already shared our thoughts on this cartoon. Oh, um, I maintained like, that the dinosaur is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Oh. And so it looks like Benedict Cumberbatch. Can I say I was shocked? Well, to I find thought it's Steven Tyler. <gasps> oh yeah, he does. <laughs> Even Steven Tyler and Benedict Cumberbatch had an animated love child. <laughs> Candace, what yeah. were you shocked by? I was shocked to find after watching Under the Helmet, the Boba Fett story, that this technically isn't the first time Boba Fett was introduced to the public. Boba Fett was actually introduced in a parade. Yes, in Marin County. Shortly before this, it was the costume that they had designed for the Empire Strikes Back. Prior to that even coming out, that prior to this even, that they just... Yeah. He went out there with Darth Vader and the kids were like, cool. That's cool. Cool suit. Cool, Cool helmet. Yep. You think they could, they could put pull that out during these days? I don't think so. Or maybe. No, they would. <laughs> no, now we have a huge rollout. Norhal, you should go first with this question because I'm going to gush for a while. I think, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, at first, like, yeah, I was curious, like, oh, wait a minute. I know it's not canon, but it kind of confused me a little bit that the interaction 
between Baba and Chewie and uh, the droids. But then once the cartoon progresses, yeah, we see that he's alive with Vader. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I liked it. I mean, the, the, I noticed there were some difference on the costume. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, I think the the helmet was a little bit yeah, different, little but different. yeah, but, but the voice was faces uh, all look very different. So, <laughs> artistic yes. liberty. I know that the Luke's faces and like uh, okay, and yeah, like we said, the hand <laughs> one, yeah, it was a little bit jarring, but it was entertaining. All right, hope. Let's hear it. I, I absolutely love love it. I mean, it's it's Nirvana. They're one of like the earliest pioneers of animation. Um, we they went on to do things like American Tale, Magic School Bus, the Care Bear movies. Um, their technology went on to be used in things like Aladdin. Um, and like they're one of their like lead animators went on to like help create DreamWorks. So, like they are just one of these pioneers in the business. And the holiday special that just captures that time period of animation so well. Like so many things were very like Mobius inspired. Mobius is an artist that a lot of animators pulled from that time. And it's, Nirvana is just such a great little company. Like rock and roll is crazy. And as, as crazy as the holiday special, but it's one of those movies that like is of its time and just fantastic. And the holiday special just captured that, like that period of animation and what it was doing. And then just went on to like show what this company was really made of. Um, Novon is still around today. They just celebrated their 50th anniversary. And they work a lot with so many studios. It's like one of those, like they, they helped work on like Hotel Transylvania, this, the cartoon series of it. And they're just so much fun. And I, it's, it's cheesy. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like it's, it's a cheesy little special, but it's one of the highlights. It's so it captures like Chewie so well. And like, of course, Boba Fett's just this like really cool character. And we see like some of those designs come to the Mandalorian, like with the little disintegrator gun. And yes. it's just, it's such a good, if you want to know what like animation was like and like the people who were pioneering animation, I should say, because that went on to inspire other franchises um, just from this cartoon. And that's why George Lucas picked them because he was so impressed with how different their work was from something like Disney at the time. You know, Disney was doing something very specific and that's not what George Lucas wanted. He wanted something so drastically different to bring it to a mainstream audience. And now like we still see these kind of stories today. Like there's a reason that in the Tartakovsky Clone Wars that they talk about the planet of Nelvana because it was inspired by this company that meant so much to one of the early foundations of Star Wars. Like, I, I love this this special and I love this company. This company is great. So sad they never got to make their uh, Doctor Who show because that would have been just bonkers crazy. It is worth pointing out um, for anybody who doesn't know that Nelvana is also the company that did the droids cartoon and the Ewoks cartoon. Mm-hmm. For Star Wars, so they do have that connection. And also, the longer I sit with it, the more I like the Ewoks cartoon in retrospect. So definitely go watch that. But <laughs> anyway, until this becomes available on Disney Plus. But anyway, so what were some other moments that jumped out to everybody? Because I had a very long, one of those cathartic laughs during the cooking scene for a very specific reason. <laughs> Tell us. When, what, what is the chef's name? I don't know. When, when Gormanda is like really getting into it 
and mm-hmm. her hair just flies loose. I'm yes. like, if that's not me putting my hair in a bun and trying to do anything, <laughs> and then half of it just comes flying out, I just it felt very cathartic. And it's such a small moment and so well captured. I, I could talk about that because I, I might as well go ahead and say like why I very much unironically love the holiday special. And I think it has so much of things that A, I personally want to see more in Star Wars. And B, is the basis of a lot of things that we eventually got in Star Wars. Um, so, like, I am always here for wanting more slice of life stuff, like those quiet, just character moments where, like, characters just can sit and exist. Um, Arzu and I have talked multiple times yes. about how we wish um, the High Republic started, like, five years earlier just to see what these characters were like before the wars of Star Wars came in. So just to have a slice of life Star Wars is just something that I love so much. And I love the cooking scene because that's the beginning basis of what we get to know as the holonet. Because we know that these characters like watch things on TV. You know, I want to see more things with like artists and like concerts and television shows and movies. And that's the basis of the holonet is someone watching a cooking show and learning from it and enjoying that entertainment. That's why it's crazy as it is, but like them watching like uh, Chewbacca's dad, like watching the VR of the like really kind of creepy scene. I but, know. Or, like, or like watching Jefferson Starship. Like these are things that I personally want more of in Star Wars is entertainment and exploring the entertainment world and like seeing what happens when these artists are like, go from like, what happens to an artist if they're like acting in the Republic and they're very progressive and then the empire comes and they can't like stories like, like Cinna from Hunger Games. That's what I want more of in Star Wars. And the holiday special kind of just has a lot of that. And I like these characters. Like, I love B. Arthur's character. I love uh, the traitor friend who, like, tricks the Empire. Because he kind of reminds me of, like, the Zago. You know, this, like, person that's like, hey, the Empire. Or Hondo. Hondo's a much better example. Like, hey, the Empire is here. I'm going to help you guys out and do your thing and trick you. And I robbed blind. Like, these feel like the base characters of what we eventually got later. And, like, kind of, like, the beta testing of them. And, like, that's... That's why I love this because the execution is silly and it's crazy and it's out there, but the ideas of what they represent are great. I like that they kept the focus small for this because it would have been very easy to do a galactic adventure in an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they would have tried, but it's a holiday special at the end of the day. And we all know that every holiday special or TV shows that have like Christmas episodes, usually, usually before anybody comes at me with an exception, usually the stakes are smaller. They are more like homey. They are less high impact. And, you know, Han and Chewie are still escaping the empire, but at the end of the day, it's I'll be home for Christmas. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's Chewie just trying to get home for the holidays. So, so I do, I do appreciate that the heart of it is still very much TV Christmas special. Yeah, yeah, you can feel and and like Hope and you said the cooking the scene it was especially because I kept in my head the stair whip stair whip 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 stir in my <laughs> repeating on and I on. I have that gift <laughs> saved in my gift folder. <laughs> I know, but I like that that it shows on a smaller stake uh, the story of this uh, characters, but it's not like oh yeah from a larger scope. Is showing doing domestic things, if I want to use that word. Yeah, like yeah. some yeah. more more of 
personal things instead mm. of oh yeah saving the world saving the universe the galaxy whatever so. it looks like princess leia is doing accounting for the rebellion in her scene like she's yes. like <laughs> somebody <laughs> has to somebody has to keep them on you oh uh, can i uh, i just i have to mention this just explain how bonkers this production was mm-hmm. um no one told anyone about like the closing scene the the set decorator so uh, nobody told the art director that there was a closing scene like nobody gave him a script or anything like that so they're like we gotta film this so the art director was like no problem just go and buy every candle you can find in the store and that's why it's like a blank screen with just some candlelight also you know what R2 is also uh, was not piloted by Kenny Baker. He was piloted by George Lucas's receptionist. <laughs> yeah, that's why they said R2D2. As R2D2, yeah. Yeah. Oh, did anyone feel like Leia was a little bit appropriating the holiday at the end? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. You know. She says, This holiday is yours, but we all share with you the hope that this day brings us closer, closer to freedom. okay we laugh we laugh but this candle lit red robe orb holding ending has enough grip on the public star wars imagination that it comes back in the life day treasury i can't wait to read it (laughs) oh my god like i'm not gonna get too too into it because i know norhal and hope haven't read it but all I'm saying is it's such a thing that it like comes back. It's canon yeah. now. It's, it's canon. canon. This celebration is canon. This is like, that's it. It only has a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I'm shocked it's that high, quite I'm frankly. Shocked, yeah. Shocked. That is I'm like sad. Uh, <laughs> I was I was uh sending messages to like uh I saw a, a message on uh comment that I'll tell my kids this was the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> I I would be remiss if I didn't also point out that Mark Hamill looks like Ellen Gen- DeGeneres. <laughs> he really does. Yeah, the eyeliner is like, whoa. <laughs> There's my twink Luke Skywalker right there. <laughs> oh, I love twink Luke. He's my favorite. I know. But yeah, coming back a little bit to the song, when Leia is singing, I, I love how the camera goes to the faces of Harrison Ford and Mark Camille, and they're like, what are we doing here? Like, what? <laughs> Think of the paycheck. Think of the paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> Although if the overall budget was a million dollars, it really can't have been that big a paycheck. They probably got first cut, and the people who died in the costumes just got life insurance. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I'm so sorry, Candace. I, I love it so much. <laughs> Candace looks sad and disappointed in us all. Oh, no, no. It's it's okay to be sad and disappointed. Like, I totally get why people don't like it, too. Like, it's it's bonkers out there. It's crazy. And it's so, you know, I, I was talking to, to my, my co-podcaster, Chris, over on Guys, And he is one of those OT Star Wars fans that... Um, went from A New Hope into this. And he had that experience of, what am I looking at? And he expressed how it was. And of course, you know, like, 
all this this time later, he's grown to love it because it's like this weird niche thing and he's a weird guy. But like he did have that initial disappointment of like, this isn't Star Wars. Like, what am I looking at? So I, I get why people don't like it because it's so it's it's definitely not for everyone. <laughs> and and I admit that I have biases because it gives me things that I specifically really want in this franchise. Yeah, I just yeah. think as a child, it's I know not enough to carry your attention. And at least for me, I thought I was going to see like my favorite characters do stuff. I didn't think I was going to get Art Carney playing 20 different characters. <laughs> I know. Jefferson, Jefferson Airplane, that's the name of the band that plays. Starship. 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 Sorry. Yep, yep, they, yep. They have more time on screen. It was Airplane. Luke Leia in hand. I mean, it was, it was yeah. still Airplane at the time. Okay. I think they changed it after this. Oh, <laughs> no, that was I think I agree I, with with Candace in that if I had seen this when I was like eight, I don't yeah. think I would have. I don't think I would have finished it, frankly. But I think as an adult, sort of aware of what I'm getting myself into, aware that it's campy and stupid, and I mean, I say stupid in quotes. It's like it's silly. It's campy. It's silly. It's silly. And I'm fully aware of these things and I'm aware that like the plot is not necessarily the most coherent and that there's a 10 minute Shrewook scene like knowing all this helped me enjoy it because I wasn't at no point was I like what the hell am I watching? Yeah if you go into this blind if you go into this like as a young child who has only seen like the OG and then maybe like the trailer or Phantom Menace and you're expecting like this you're expecting something else. When you think Star Wars, like I hadn't seen droids, I hadn't seen uh, Ewoks because that was a little bit before yeah. my time. So I, I had no idea. I just knew the movies. That's what Star Wars and some young, uh, some teen, not teen books, some kid books they had for children, which were like the Diaries of Luke Skywalker, the Diaries of Anakin and Padme, uh-huh. you know, which is the retelling of the original yeah. <laughs> movies. I think it's det- it depends on like how it's presented because I, I do have a buddy who did watch it with his young son and he presented it as like we're gonna watch a silly Star Wars thing and like he was he presented it as like this is something for us to laugh with and yeah. have fun with which goes to one of like my base cores of things that like Star Wars is just needs to be just fun it doesn't always need to be wars and and he presented it that way to his son of just like it's just gonna be fun and we're gonna be just like poke fun of it and have a good time and, and his son took it great so it, it, a lot of it, like you know if you're just going in thinking like it's a star wars like candace did you're gonna be disappointed but i think if if a parent sits down with their kid and be like it's just gonna be a fun silly little thing i, I think a kid's gonna find it just fine i mean i still say if a kid can watch pokemon they can watch this because pokemon pikachu saying pikachu for 20 years and never actually saying dialogue except for in that one really weird movie um like I've never had a problem with like something like Pikachu or Squirtle, Charmander, just saying their names but still actively emoting. Yeah, yeah. They remind me of Pokemon. <laughs> so Pikachu. <laughs> I just... Yeah, I mean, it really did. Like I had no problem with it because I was just like, oh, they're Pokemon, just sentient Pokemon. I think my big source of amusement, though, was the the treehouse was very 1970s carpeted. Yeah. With like, and it, clearly they live in trees and don't wear clothes, but they have a TV, internet, a glass table, a metal bookshelf. I'm like, where are you getting this? <laughs> Space Ikea. 
space yeah. ikea obviously like space ikea with the space telecom company coming to set all this up like i just think it's funny that there is such a concentrated effort later like in the movies to make mm-hmm. things sort of aesthetically consistent with with the environment but in this they were like whatever get those ikea bookshelves and just stick them up there because we need a shelf in the room and we we have a shelf like you know what i mean yeah yeah i love that treehouse design though i think it's like if i was a kid and i had that like like lumpiest room like that attics i always wanted like an attic room to have this huge space to like be like this is all my stuff and it's my attic like i i would have loved that room yeah, and it's it's still. I, I think that's what I like about it too, because one of the things I I, I don't like about later Star Wars is how everything kind of looks sort of the same because it has all been streamlined. But being on Kashyyyk, it should have a very unique style to it. And so, like, while there are still things that they've gotten from like their trader friend and stuff like that to kind of help modernize it, it still feels very Kashyyyk. You know, yeah. that's yeah. a horrible seventies carpet, but like I can like kind of squint and pretend that it's like made of like woven grass or something. Like it just it feels like it was made for them. And I, I do love the design of it. I just like yeah. I, I like how much it feels like a nineteen seventies house that they just wound yeah. up in. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, it reflects a lot of that aesthetic. And it's I, a time I think that's more than the others. I think I was more just about to say the same Star thing. It, it really does. Like, I was about to say the exact same thing. It feels like it was something of its time. Yeah. yeah. And something that I also thought about while looking at Kashyyyk and the house as well, I think the reference, the canon reference, I haven't read a lot of the legend stuff, but uh, is the aftermath trilogy. And considering, and also the Shuwaka mini series, the comic mini series, and at, at one point I, I went with that uh, mindset, like, okay, this is campy, funny, silly, but considering how things were in the canon, we're kind of like sad with all the liberation of Kashyyyk and stuff. It's like, yeah, okay, I can, I can, I, I can live with it. I love that, like Lumpy and Mala in canon, then. <laughs> yes, good for them. Lump of Waro or something like that. But, yeah. yeah. Itchy can stay with his little VR machine. Itchy. On that note, was there anything <laughs> else anybody wanted to add? I, I love it. I love it so much. I just, I think it's so much fun. And it's just a great little ride. And it's just, it's it's made to be, it's, it's the room of Star Wars. Like, it's just supposed to be the room of Star Wars. And watch it with your friends watch it with a nice adult beverage because that's that's the most fun is when you're watching it in a group and you can just laugh together and party and just take it for what it is which is just a crazy little joyride of people not having fun making it but you can have fun watching it norhal anything you want to add yeah, I'm just saying that I agree with what uh, Hope mentioned and you as well. So I think, yeah, I still have the song, the A Day to Celebrate song in my head. So, yeah, it's and actually the lyrics are kind of nice. I was paying attention and it's like, yeah, well, the message is nice. So, yeah, I totally agree. It's a campy, silly, eh, but uh, it's it's enjoyable. If you go with that mindset, yeah, it's 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 good fun. Candace is gonna be like, burn it all. Burn it all. <laughs> I want my 20 bucks back. Oh. 
I see. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. What do you what, what do you about you, Arzu? Like what are some of your final thoughts on it? My final thought I I liked it. I think I would have liked it better if I was watching it with like anybody else and not just watching it by myself. Um I enjoyed most of it. I you know, I like it felt like a Christmas special, like a holiday special. The vibe was there. This might just be me, but I was watching it while having lunch and there was something about the Wookiees I just couldn't eat while I was watching them. <laughs> I don't know if it's all the hair. I don't know what it was. But I had to stop eating until it cut to yeah. like Art Carney or something and then I could keep going. But that's that's not the note I want to end on though, but that did just pop back into my head. But no, I, I enjoyed it. I think I would watch it again. Willingly. If I haven't, if I haven't so. brushed my cat enough, he starts looking like Lumpy. <laughs> starts getting those like weird like face mats and everything you have to brush Zeb he's a fat pressured boy alright so Norhal where can people find you online well you all can find me on Twitter at Norhal also on Instagram and my, I have my link three on my bio so yeah check it out and Hope how about you you can find me at Hope Mullinax. I also write for the Geeky Waffle, and I have a Star Wars podcast called J Guys and Jedi, where you can hear me reacting live to the holiday special for the first time and constantly screaming, Chris, what is going on? Uh, so you can find me at Arzu Amin on Twitter, and you can find Candace at Candace is a Geek. You can find us collectively at Geeky underscore Waffle on Twitter, The Geeky Waffle on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and at thegeekywaffle.com. We are also on Patreon, patreon.com slash thegeekywaffle, where you can find things like access to our Discord server and our waffles after dark. So thank you all so much for listening. Happy Life Day, and may the waffles be with you.